This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com. This show is brought to you by IndieWrestling.us. Check out IWC, RWA, and more. And listeners like you, support this show at Patreon.com slash Wrestling Mayhem Show. So uh, I'm, I'm here. We're post-show for the Indie Mayhem Show with Laura Loveless uh, on the line here still. Hello. So you mentioned on the show um, proper that that you had some stories, and I didn't and I didn't want to divert the the flow of the show to get back around to them. But I think it's very important to kind of talk about that to kind of relate things as they're going on here. Um, so so tell me a little bit, you know, tell me a little bit about about that experience. Ooh, okay. I believe I was about maybe a year and a half, two years in at this point. Um, I'm not going to name names, and I'm not going to name the promotion. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will definitely go into detail about the experience itself. Um, I was a part of, of a main event. Um, and before, uh, or right after intermission, I was getting ready and just making sure that my gear looked okay and everything else. I walked past two guys to the area that I was, that was our designated dressing area. As I'm walking by, Somebody smacks me in the ass hard. And I look over my shoulder and I see one guy that I thought I was cool with and another guy whom he's a younger kid almost. And he, his mouth just drops open. Like he doesn't know what to say. Like, Mm -hmm. he's just like, like did that just happen? And so I looked at the other guy, the one I thought I was cool with. He's easily twice my size. I would say even go probably almost like twice and a half. And I'm just staring at him and I have my fist raised because I was just like, who the hell did that? And I didn't think it would be this dude. And he looks at me in such a way where it's just like, what are you going to do? And I felt really just at that point, I'm like, oh shit, I really am alone in this situation. Cause this kid standing next to him doesn't know what the hell to do. And mm-hmm. I don't blame him. He was just as shocked as I was. Mm-hmm. And cause he, it wasn't like he was laughing or anything. It was just a really weird, uncomfortable, stupid thing to do. And I kind of played it off. Cause I'm just like, ah, you're lucky it's you. And I'm just like, and this is right before I had to go out. The match was garbage. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it probably would have been garbage anyway, <laughs> to be honest. But the match was garbage. But having to kind of stow that in the back of my head and just kind of like forget about it and then go and have this garbage match. And I'm like in the first two years of my you know career that I'm trying to desperately build and it's hard to get out there. And if you have a main event or if you have a semi main event that you're in, it's really important that you make that look good. Mm-hmm. This is your job. So, and then afterwards, I'm just trying to get the fuck out of there. I'm done. I'm packing up my shit. As I'm walking to the back room to get changed, he said, hey, just so you're aware, um, you really shouldn't wear that gear. It makes you look fat. Okay. And again, I've worked with this guy at a couple of other promotions at a couple of different times. 
out of left field. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, he's like, I'm saying, this, and he was saying, it makes you look bad. I'm saying this to help you. Motherfucker. No, none of this helps. None of this helps at all. So he's like, I'm just telling you this because, you know, I'm looking out for you. It makes you look fat. You really don't look that way, but the gear is really not helping you work that out. And I said, okay, thanks. And I walked to the back of the room or the, the, to the back to where I'm getting undressed. He knocks on the side of the door and he, I'm like, what do you want now? What, what is it? He's like, like, oh, and he's something, and he's like, I, I just want you to know that, you know, I-, I didn't mean what I said before. I consider you like a little sister. And I'm just like, I'm in my drawers. What do you want me to do? <laughs> this is weird. And now he's like, I don't know if he's close to tears or what the issue is. And I'm just trying to get dressed. And he's like, is it okay that I talk to you? I mean, I'll turn my back. I, I want to make sure you're comfortable. And I'm like, this is weird. This has been a span over two and a half hours, and you have become three different people. I have to go. I have to get out of here. That was weird. That was weird. And the next day when I got home after the, like the, you know, God, you know, how long of a drive it was to get back. I messaged him. I'm like, you know, a completely disrespectful, not cool. B, I don't want to know you as a person. C, you knew I had a boyfriend This and you know him. This is all unacceptable behavior. What you did was really gross. I don't want to know you. You're lucky I don't dead name you. And that was it. Um, but for somebody to think that they have that kind of right to treat you that way in any setting. I mean, I come from, uh, you know, wrestling is not what only the only thing I do. I have a white collar job. If I was to pull that at a white collar job, I would not have a job. Why is it in wrestling, there is not at least some kind of baseline of professionalism? Mm -hmm. That is something I think that we're going to start to see changing very rapidly. Um, There needs to be a baseline of conduct and a baseline of professionalism, especially when it's concerning women. Because I know me, I was able to deal with it fine. If that would have happened to a younger girl... And God forbid he would have taken advantage of her fear and still listen to everything that he had to say. Now we see how this behavior is built up. Now we see how these girls get cornered. Now we see how these girls are talked into things that they don't want to do. Because they're taught to listen to the vet. Yeah. So that was one story. Another story was, um, you know, I had my match. At some other place, it was okay, not great, but whatever. Again, it was, I think this was another instance that was my first two years. I was sitting next to these two guys, you know, we're just talking, watching the matches. I was asking about, you know, psychology, ring stuff as we were watching the matches. Get paid, go home. On my way home, and again, these guys, you know, I have a boyfriend. This is where I'm from. They know who my boyfriend is. And it, I start getting messages from this one guy and I just think, okay, he's just maybe being nice or a little flirtatious. I'm like, yeah, okay, well, I, I have to go now, whatever. At some point during the messages, he asked me, you know, or he tells me he's a photographer and he would love for me to model for him. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Um, that's a popular one, by the way. 
Um, and then at some point after I'm like, yeah, okay, well I'm, I'm set for photographers, but thank you. And I'm trying to be as polite as possible because again, this is an environment and I don't want to ruin my chances at maybe going back and performing there and having a payday and networking. It's our job. <sighs> he starts asking me, you know, if I have any photos to send him and I say, no, dude, I don't have anything to send you. Um, if you want to see some of my photos, there's a bunch on Facebook. And then he goes, would you like to see some photos of me? And I'm just, I'm driving at this point and I just put, no, thanks. <laughs> and that he's like, are you sure? And I'm like, pretty sure. Again, this was that promotions, one of their locker room leaders. You can't do that to female talent from out of town. Yeah. It really makes your promotion look gross it really makes me feel like well i'm not safe if i try to go there because forget about the fans trying to you know initiate a conversation with, with me as i walked in my car which has happened to me a bunch of times before i've been followed to my car before um forget even the fans i have to be worried about the guys in the back that know the kind of car i drive or you know know the city that i live in or might know a friend of a friend of mine that can get, you know, my neighborhood or my address or God forbid where I work. The, these are things that I have to think about every time I go into a new environment. And it's why I'm always on my toes about stuff like this. It's why I'm very, I look at it very much as a work situation. Um, I get to the show early I work with the girl or the guy before the match if they would like to work with me on some stuff before our match. We have our match. You know, I go over some stuff and they might go over stuff with me after the match. But after, you know, I get paid, you know, I shake hands with everybody. I say my goodbyes. I say th thank you to the promoter. Um, see about any future dates they want me to have. And then I'm out. I don't go out and drink with these guys. I don't go out. I don't linger. I I am in and I am out. <laughs> so it's very, I know it's kind of militaristic in that sense, but I'm pretending like I'm being dropped in like, you know, nom and I got to get out of there in like 0800, like no, done, one and done, done. Because I don't know these guys. And it's a shame to say it that way because I've met some really wonderful people and some really awesome promotions that I love working for. Like I said, I love working for OCW. I love working for IC ICS. A lot of really great people. Those guys I probably would go out with, maybe. Depends on how long the drive is back. But uh, newer promotions, I'm up on my guard, 100%. Uh, I'll be professional. I won't be standoffish in any way, but one and done. And if they keep pressing me to go out and drink with them, that's a big red flag for me. And I'm like, nah, I got to go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it sounds like it sounds like it's 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 a top down thing, right? Like if if the promoter or the higher end, you know, people are are having this attitude towards things, then that's it. It really is. Yes, it's top down. It, it, it's it's representing, you know, where you got like Marcus and Brandon kind of setting the example there. Rise, right? Uh, versus these other places. Yeah, and I mean, I have worked for promotions that had my payday ready for me when I got to the door, mm -hmm. had a fantastic little match and got to leave during intermission. If I had a plus four hour drive back, Holy crap, how wonderfully professional mm -hmm. 
Uh, you know, I got to say hello to everybody, got to talk with the promoter, got to talk with some vets about my work, if I had any pointers for me, any notes. And then I get to go at intermission and I get to leave during the sunlight, which is never anything that ever happens <laughs> unless it's like in like a daytime show. Like that was MPWA. That's another really great promotion. Um, very, very professional. Now, when I experienced that kind of first or second um, experience with them, that is a place I want to work a lot. Um, that makes it worth it for me. If there's a professional experience all the way around, then that is a place I'm like, you know what? This place is investing into its talent by making sure this is a good atmosphere for them. I want to invest into them. Excellent. Yeah. Laura, thank you for taking a little bit extra time after this. I think this is an entire episode we're just going to put out next week anyways, uh, since we got holiday scheduling and everything. Uh, again, since we are going to turn this into an extra episode, I believe. Uh, uh, Laura, tell the people where they can uh, reach you out, out to you on social media. Oh, crap. Hang on. I dropped my phone. <laughs> I think it was real Laura Lalvis. <laughs> uh, it's uh, at, for Twitter. It's at Laura underscore Loveless. Okay. Uh, for Instagram, this one's so long. For Instagram, it's the underscore real underscore Laura underscore Loveless. And for Facebook, just look up Laura Loveless. You'll find me. Yep. Yep. Thank you so much. And again, uh, everybody tuning in. Uh, uh, again, if you caught this one, we uh, Laura was on our panel uh, talking about kind of having safer locker rooms uh, with Marcus Mann and Tyler Klein. So please go check that out earlier in the feed as well. And uh, and until next time, please uh, take care of each other out there and uh, support indie wrestling. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.